Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to recap the Titans' 34-3 victory, preseason victory, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and also talk about just the state of the Titans roster and what things are looking like for this organization as we head into the NFL regular season. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. D right now, I looked right before we recorded the Cardinals game, September 12th. Titans currently sitting at a three-point favorite on Bet Online. I've been able to watch some of the starters for the Cardinals the other night. They had Kyler Murray out there just kind of getting to see how they looked. Titans on offense, we still haven't seen any of our starters. So it will be interesting to kind of see if that line ends up shifting based off what we see in the final preseason game, what ends up happening from an injury standpoint. Just a lot to kind of continue to play itself out before we get there. I mean, Coach Vrabel, currently right now in COVID protocols, he's doing well. Did an interview on Tuesday as it relates to the current state for the Titans, but he's obviously isolated due to being COVID positive. But right now, man, bet online. They got you covered. If you've been betting on the preseason, Titans are covering easily. Two games in a row now, we've held our opponents to three points apiece. It's great to see the defense playing like they are and the offense has been able to move the ball. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. D, I wanted to get your thoughts on the man Floyd Reese because unfortunately, a guy that is well known to Titans fans had been a big part of this organization. Unfortunately, passed away last weekend, and it's just a sad time. For those that realize the impact that this man had on so many people, not in just the game of football, but in life in general. And so I wanted to hear your thoughts on the man that I know you've had a relationship with that you were drafted by. 
Yeah, D, that's uh, well, we've been losing a lot of people lately. You talk about the great Coach Bowden, all those years at Florida State meant so much to so many people. And now the Sarge is what we refer to. I've never called him Floyd Reese. We call him Sarge. That's what everybody referred to him as. And, you know, the thing about Sarge was he was a coach for a long time. You know, he was a coach at UCLA back in the early 70s where he went to school. That was his alma mater. He was a linebacker coach. You don't see that too often where guys, you know, actually coach and then make the transition on into the front office job, especially being a GM. So that's that's pretty rare. But Sarge was a great man. Without him, I, I would have never been a Titan. He must have had he must have saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself to draft a, a young man out of LSU that a lot of people said would probably never make it in this in this league or he'll be just a special teamer. And that same skinny kid from LSU would go on to start almost 64 games in the span of four years. And I, I once told a coach at Denver, he said, when I signed with the Broncos, he said, I want you to play the same way that you played at Tennessee. I said, well, I can't promise you that, but I'm going to try my best. And I said, the reason y'all gave me a lot of money is what I did at Tennessee. And I credit that uh, coming from a great system, from a great GM like Sarge, right down to a great head coach like Jeff Fisher and great assistant coaches like a Jerry Gray or Greg Brown or Greg Williams, a lot of a lot of great names and great coaches. And so for me, it, it's hard because this man, again, he gave me a chance and I will forever be uh, indebted to Sarge for that because if, and I told you this, Davey, if I was drafted by any other team other than Tennessee, I would have never made it in the National Football League. And I, I still stand by that. And so as he rests in peace, like I said, condolences to his family. But I'd just like to say personally, thank you. I, I thank Sarge so much for giving me a chance. A skinny kid from LSU that wasn't supposed to make it end up having a pretty good career. And Tennessee is a place where my heart is still, it's at. It's where out of a nine-year career, it's the only place that I considered where it meant, it, it was like a family to me and it meant something to me. It wasn't about money. Uh, it was about every single guy in that locker room, your peers. And it was about coming back from a bad Super Bowl and proving to everybody, Sarge, who was the one that drafted me, that, you know what, I still got it. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you everything. Uh, I have this in that 2000 season to end up being the best season that I've ever had playing this game. I think that's very well said, Denard. It's also worth noting that Floyd Reese will be inducted to the Titans Ring of Honor. So a great way of showing how much he has meant to this organization throughout all the years and all the help that he was able to provide from starting in his time in Houston and then transitioning all the way over into Nashville. And so, and then he, he ended up doing radio in the Nashville area for a long time as well. So, He's very well known to the people of Tennessee. So like you said, Denard, uh, may he rest in peace. And we just thank him for allowing us to watch such great Titans teams. And he's just, ha even though people might not realize that he has had an impact on them, whether they knew his name or not. So we do want to say that he will be greatly missed. And there's really no easy way to ever transition off of talking about things of this nature, but it, I did want to take a quick moment to give a word from our sponsor, Balance 7, from sponsors like these that help make this show possible. But 
We've been talking about it recently. NBA player Lamar Odom looking to return to professional basketball in Spain here soon. Now, I was reading that press release a while back about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. And I couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching that fight again, I keep going back to it, but that fight against Aaron Carter in July, celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. The cool thing is we've got a promotion going right now with Balance 7 where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it works for Lamar, it can work for you too. D, speaking of having a lot of energy, watching this Titans defense play as of late, something we didn't exactly see a lot of last year, but they have been playing like a completely different unit. And I know it's preseason, but just seeing the way the guys have been going out there and just constantly being disruptive, it's great to see. Recapping the Titans' 34-3 win over the Bucks, it never really was a game. You saw the Titans come out from the get-go, and it was pretty much over by halftime. D, I guess to get us started, there's several ways we can go into this, several conversation pieces to have as it relates to some of these guys that are showing out that we're expecting to be fighting for a roster spot here and great opportunity to see if they can live up to the expectations and make some plays for the rest of training camp and then Saturday in this final preseason game against the Bears. But, Denard, what are the three things that really stood out to you when you watched this Titans team play the Bucks this past Saturday? I don't know if I could just give you three of them, Debo. I was literally in like a wow factor how this team played. I was in shock pretty much from the start to the finish. And it starts up front. And when I saw Rashad Weaver, 99, Tierra Tart, Woodrow Hamilton, Woodrow Hamilton, Larell Murchison, David Long Jr., Justin Marchalero. These are all players that are not starters. And they play lights out. David, David, everything in this league starts up front. And the way that it looked like Shane Bowen, the game that he called, he basically played zone in the back half of most of the night and then just let guys go around and just make plays. In the, but what he did was he basically said, listen, the, the four guys up front is going to dictate the way this game is going to go. We saw all night Blaine Gabbert running for his life. I mean, and then they bring in Cal Trask, who played a pre- pretty good game. I, I do like Cal Trask. He played good. But again, you saw where that pocket was collapsing all night because of the pressure they was able to get to the quarterback. And that sent, it was like a trickle-down effect. Because they played so good uh, in the interior, it ended up rubbing off on the back end. And all of a sudden, it was just like when, and, and I told you this, D, I said, you remember when I said, when you have a front that can get after the quarterback, it makes it so easy to cover. Like, it's just, it's very simple in the back because quarterbacks are running for their lives and they're just absolutely throwing the ball, trying to get it away. And we saw that from Gabbard all night. It was literally like Bruce Arians said, listen, let's get my backup quarterback out of there. So just the way they was running around, 
the way that they played up front. I thought they tackled well. They played a lot of zone defenses, much like Tampa. Let everything stay in front of you and just make the tackle. And usually that's a level of concern in preseason is the tackling. Sometimes tackling is a little bit off because most teams don't tackle during training camp. So just to see how the secondary, oh my goodness, did you not see the pick by my man Breon Brody Calhoun? before? The, did you see that pick that it was the start of the third quarter? And my man, I don't know what Tanner Hudson was thinking. The first thing that I would tell Tanner, he's from, you know, he's from Tennessee. He's from your area. You know that, don't you? Went to Southern Arkansas. That's not my area. Well, anyway, he went to Southern, not Tennessee, Tennessee, but Southern, he went to Southern Arkansas. He makes a great catch, but what he didn't understand, D, is the ground can't cause a fumble in the National Football League. So if you're not touched, you're still alive. And he just stopped. And my man just absolutely, Brianne Bodie Calhoun, they scooped up in his hands. I mean, the ball literally just, it just like, I don't know what happened. It just like, it, he hit the ground. It popped up right into Calhoun's hand, and then all of a sudden he went to the races for a touchdown. And after that play, it was so demoralizing for Tampa. It looked like everything just went downhill from there. They they technically ended up ruling that one as a, a fumble return touchdown. But the the thing D you talked about, I mean, in the in the third quarter, I mean the Titans were just really the second half, the Titans just were able to force turnover after turnover. You go back to the first half, though, when they had a little bit more of their second string in for the, the Bucks, They didn't have a drive that lasted more than six plays. So the Titans were doing a great job of just getting off the field. And I'm pretty sure, like in the first half, the Bucks didn't have a play in Titans territory. So the defense just playing a lot better. And I do think from a communication standpoint, things have been simplified for this team. And it's starting to work. Now, I know we didn't get to see Tom Brady throwing out there to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and his arsenal of receivers. But at the same time, you know, you, you've got these guys that are going out there, they're playing fired up, and they're just playing with a chip on their shoulder. And I like to see it, especially after last season. And right now, if you're the Titans, you have to be feeling a lot better about the secondary and this pass rush than you did at all last season. I know it's preseason, but anytime you can hold an opponent to three points, it's something to... Yeah, it's something that's good. That's something to be positive about. I like. I, I mean, right now with the way things are trending, I feel like we can at least start to be like, okay, now once we get some more of the starters in, we got to see some guys for the first time this past weekend. I saw Elijah Molden making some big plays. I loved his sack that he had where he basically bear crawled under a guy, got up and took down. I think Trask was in at quarterback at that point. I might be wrong. Caleb Farley was able to get some action. He got burnt one time but was able to come back, and unfortunately the guy was led too far out of bounds, but good recovery after getting beat on the initial bite. But right now the defense looks to be – the communication with the coaching to the players looks as though it is a lot smoother than it was at any time last year. And so as long as that can continue and we see this team be able to get off the field on third downs, I think that bodes very well for the Titans. Now. D that's talking defense. We go to the other side of the ball. We've not gotten to see any of the starters for the offense through two games. Right now, I'm feeling a little bit better. We've gotten some news as it relates on an injury standpoint. Like, all right, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, doesn't seem to be anything serious as to why they've been kind of held out of some practices here or there. 
but they look as though they're getting back into the normal routine of things. They're slowly coming along, and come September 12th for the first game against the Cardinals, we should be good to go there. And I, I just feel confident in this offense being able to continue to move the ball, and if the defense can complement that, that'll be great. There, there's two things I want to talk about I'm going to have to backtrack a little bit because initially when I said that the Titans cut Deshaun Kaiser, this was Logan Woodside's job, and I didn't see any situation where somebody else was going to upseed him for the backup role to Ryan Tannehill. Matt Barkley has came in to this camp. He's picked up the playbook quickly, and he's going out there and he's making plays. They did a quarterback every two series this past weekend, and from like a purely statistical point, it was well done by both quarterbacks, but the offense just seemed to flow a little bit better with Matt Barkley out there. I mean, he was 12 of 16 for 115 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, only had one sack. I mean, Logan was efficient. He was 7 of 8 for 64 yards and one touchdown, did take two sacks. But when you look at some of the passes, that one pass that Barkley threw into Mason Kinsey. I, I totally agree with you. Logan looked great because he came back in with a minute left in the third quarter. And he hit my man, Des Fitzpatrick. Did you not see the crossing route? was a beautiful throw. The accuracy, the touch that he put on there, that's all they want to see, baby. I think Logan has cemented himself as being that second uh, quarterback because he he knows the system. He's playing with poison. And let me tell you something. They might go with three quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised um, opening up the season. We see Barkley, or if not, you know, he will be a guy that what we call a a phone call away, and, and unfortunately that happens when the guy might get released and then they might bring him back. So we don't know right now what's going to happen with that situation, but both quarterbacks look really good. Proud to see how both of them play. D, you mentioned Des Patrick too, and Des is a guy that's needed a little bit of momentum to kind of help get him jump-started. He's had a slow start to camp, not picking up things, I think, to the likes that t- Titans fans would have wanted. And so for him to get a touchdown, hopefully that will – allow him to settle down a little bit, get a little bit more comfortable, be like, all right, I can do this, and things start to speed up for him. Because as of right now, this is the most depth I've seen at this wide receiver unit and probably ever for the Titans. I can't remember a time the receivers have been this deep. They're deep, and we talked about when you go into camp, and, I, and one of the things I mentioned last week, and, and I should have, it, it's like it's about the playbook. And we talked about when first-year players come in, they always struggle. And what happens, D, is defensively, when we get a playbook, when it's condensed, you only play about three to four coverages um, in a game over the entire, say, 17-game season. You play cover one, two, three, or four. Last night, excuse me, Friday night, we saw this team basically playing zone. And what they did was let the linebackers kind of hunt. They play a lot of Tampa, like like Tampa plays. If you watch the game in the Super Bowl last year, well, what was it, in February, excuse me, we saw Tampa in the back half playing the same way Tennessee played the other night. You let your front four guys go hunt, and you allow the back guys to not give up anything deep, keep everything in front of you and tackle. So the playbook for us during training camp is relatively easy unless you uh, run in the 46 defense <laughs> like I ran my first year. And so guys can fly around. Offensively, unfortunately, that's not the case. We talked about Dylan Red News struggling in camp. You know why? Because a playbook uh, for offensive guys, they have to learn 20 times more than a defensive guy. It's a lot thicker. There's a lot 
pass protection. We saw them struggle last week. It's hard. And so when you're struggling and when you're thinking and trying to play at the same time, you can't react as fast. And this game is all about reacting. It's all about being instinctive. It's hard to do that when you're still trying to process the information that you're trying to learn. So again, you're going to see a lot of these first-year players struggling. Now, this is where they actually, this is where you really get good is when the season starts and you don't have to take all those reps. So now you can take a lot of mental reps. So when you take a lot of mental reps is where you learn. So when you're watching Julio, when you're watching AJ, when you're watching Josh in practice and you're not necessarily taking reps like the starters are taking because, listen, once season starts, the starters are going to get about 95% of the reps. You're going to take the practice squad reps so you can take what we call those mental reps. And those are just as, as important as taking those physical reps. And that's where you start to pick up the playbook is when the season actually starts. Right now with the offensive line situation, I am, I am curious to see what Coach Fraber wants to do for this final game. They haven't announced as of yet as far as what they're wanting to do, if they're wanting to get these guys an opportunity to have the starters out there for a drive or two. I know the Bears have already said that they're starting Justin Fields, so Fields is going to be starting the preseason game. Andy Dalton, as a result, is the week one starter. They're not going to play him out there, but the Red Rifle has been able to get a little bit of preseason action, which we haven't seen from Titans Ryan Tannehill. The Red Rifle. He's the Red Rifle. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a Texas guy. Yeah. The TCU. TCU the red rifle. That's a great, I love the red rifle. <laughs> there you go, man. Use it at will. So the other note I meant to mention was the Titans did have to place two guys on the team's reserve slash COVID-19 list, and that was linebacker Nick DeZubnar and running back Jeremy McNichols, which I do think that might not exactly bode well for McNichols because Makai Sargent has been playing really well. But I do want to stand by the fact that I believe that the Titans' third running back that they are looking to take is going to be whoever best suits their pass protection needs because, as we know, whenever you get into a third-down situation, you want a back that's able to do something out of the in the receiving game. And Derek, as great as he is, doesn't exactly provide that type of play that they're looking for in those moments. So, I mean, Sargent is running with power in each and every run. I mean, he's playing to make this team and you can see it whenever you watch him have the ball in his hands so I am curious to see what the Titans do with that third running back spot I really don't see them taking four when you kind of look at the current state of affairs but it's definitely a battle and with Jeremy McNichols not being able to play for the foreseeable future that's not going to bode well for him for a guy who's been playing for a couple of years now with this organization do you whenever you look forward like is there a position battle that you're really kind of focusing in on for the Titans and what might end up becoming of a player's ability to make this final 53-man roster? Yeah, it's easy. It's now the running back spot, D. You just said it. I mean, Makai, David, when I watched him, excuse me, when I watched him the other night, he's leaving me speechless at times. Do you know who he reminds me of? There was a great player by the name of the Muscle Hamster. Do you know who I'm talking about? They call him the He went to Boise State. Is this recently? Yeah, he was a former Buccaneer. Oh, and a former Blunt. Raider. No, no. The muscle hamster. Now, when you think of a hamster, oh, you he think didn't of go something to Boise very State. small. No, LeGarrette oh, went to man, Oregon. I'm struggling. 
I just remember him punching the guy from Boise State. That's what it right. was. Right, you remember that? Yeah, game. <laughs> yeah. That was way uh, before this player. My brain's not was, firing on all cylinders tonight, man. Whew. So I love this. One of my fa- you know what? His name was Mr. Doug Martin. You remember Doug oh, Martin? Yeah. He was real small, about 5'8", about 220, but he bench pressed like 225, like 40 times. He was strong. He was Tampa's first-round draft pick years ago. And every time I look at Makai, that's who he reminds me of. He reminds me of a young Doug Martin. Think about it the other night, Davey. There's one play that it always – he made a lot of plays the other night. But, man, he made a great play, Davey. And it was before the ha- before halftime, it was 34 seconds left in the half, okay? It was a third and six. Now, I want you to listen to me, Debo. Do you remember Tampa brought the blitz? Now, last week we talked about this team, how they struggled uh, trying to pick up Atlanta's blitz, blitz packages. Guess who picked up the blitzing linebacker? Makai Sargent. Makai Sargent. Now, Think about this. It's third and six. Remember, what is the most important down in the National Football League? There's some third. debate. I, I know it's third down, but there's some debate, at least know, in There's my no mind. debate. There's no debate. It's third down. So it was a third and six. He ends up hitting. Matt steps up in the pocket because Makai ends up picking up the blitzing linebacker. He hits Mason Kinsey. For what, an eight-yard eight gain, they end up getting the first down, which led to what? A 58-yard field goal by Sam Ficken, which put Tennessee up 13-3. to That's what coaches are looking at. You know why? Because his block ended up culminating into three points. That can be the difference between a win or a loss. So, again, when I saw that play, I must, I got a, when I saw that play by Makai, I said, you, man. He pro- that's what probably has given him the edge on making this team. So we need to come up with a nickname. I know the muscle hamster is already taken by Doug Martin. If he makes this team, I don't want to refer no more to him as Makai Sargent. We got to come up with a name for him. Okay. I don't know. Is it the, the the little muscle rat? I don't know. Something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Tiny Poos. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Give me, give me a week to think on it. We, so, we can find you know, we, something. Yeah, we got to find something because the way he's running and the way he's been playing these last two weeks, Davey, I would be shocked if he's cut. He has been playing better than any back that they put in the backfield these last two games. And this third preseason game could be an opportunity for him to find a job in the National Football League, considering the fact that he's an undrafted free agent out of Iowa. Yeah, well. I mean, that's one of the things we've seen more recently in the last several years is talking about running backs that end up going undrafted, that make that roster and end up playing a significant role for their team. It does go you, to show you at the same time that, I mean, running back is one of those spots. It's it's a little bit easier at times to find somebody to plug and play, but a guy that just recently the Titans are familiar with, James Robinson down James in Jacksonville. Rob Jacksonville, I'm just and, about to say that. And now with the news that Travis Etienne is out for the year, which I'm still – I thought that was the worst pick of the first round this past year just because you don't, your third down back is not a guy you take in the first round. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Travis Etienne out for the season for Jacksonville. So he's already on IR. He can't come off because they do have a rule that you have to make the 53-man roster before you can be designated to return from the IR. So we haven't gotten to that point yet, and they've already put him on IR. So he's definitely not making a appearance 
this season for the Jags. But again, Makai Sargent, like that's that's a big thing too if you're the Titans right now because your third running back is more than likely going to be your second running back because I have not seen enough from Darrington Evans to believe he can stay healthy to provide some quality plays for the Titans. So if something were to happen to Derek, who do you feel good coming in is able to run? And right now, if I'm comparing Makai Sargent to Jeremy McNichols and Brian Hill, Makai Sargent's kind of the leader in the clubhouse, at least in my opinion, as it relates to where things currently stand. D, you did mention Makai picking up that block that led to the Mason Kinsey catch to where Sam Ficken came out and kicked the 58-yarder. Speaking of another battle, Sam has made the most of Tucker McCann being injured. And as of right now, he has been hitting in practice. He hasn't missed in a game. And so I think the Titans currently have their kicker for the 2021 season. It's it's hard to argue against it right now unless there's just something in practice Craig Ackerman seeing, and he's just like, you know what? If, if Tucker's healthy, he's my guy right now. I feel like Sam's done enough to win this job. And you heard me a couple weeks ago. I was pretty set on Tucker McCann being the starter. But like I said, once you he, he took that cheap shot and got hurt, unfortunately for him, it looks like it might be costing him a roster spot this season. So, D, remember what, what I tell you. I always say this. You can't make the what in the what. You can't make the club in the tub. <laughs> I hate to say that, but that's just the way it is. You know, if you get hurt, unfortunately, you can lose your position. And that is unfortunate. It's a part of the game. It happens to a lot of guys, a lot of players, Davey. I hate to say that, but unfortunately with Tucker getting hurt, that could lead to his exit out of Nashville unless he gets healthy and start kicking good because Sam Ficken is kicking like, you know, there's no tomorrow. And he's been on. He's been spot. I knew you was going to mention this because when he came up and hit that 58-yarder, Davey, he still had a lot of room left. And that's what was so weird about it. He it, probably could have hit a 60-something yard. Yeah, easily. it was not a kick that died off at the end. He had some room left. Wes on Broadway, I saw his tweet the other day, but apparently Sam has made 91% of his kicks when combining both his kicks in practice and in-game. In practice, he's 48 of 53, and in-game, he's 3 of 3. That's quality. That's <laughs> quality, man. That's, 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 that's what quality. you need. Well, most of all, you know what it is? is is a guy's consistent. And that's what they want to see, especially considering the fact what we, what the Titans went through last year. So the the key word there at the kicker position is consistency, especially over the next seventeen games. Yeah, and it's, I mean it's one thing too. Whenever you're playing the Tampa Bay Bucks and you're watching your former kicker and Ryan Suckup go out there, I mean he's a guy that just got a Super Bowl ring, and so we know that things were really until Ryan got hurt. You felt good about the kicking position, and ever since he's been he was injured, it's been a revolving door. So I would love to get some consistency there and not be constantly worried about all right. Well, who's going to be our kicker this week? We got to bring in somebody else. Like what what's going to happen with that position battle? And so right now, I think everyone's pretty much in agreement that Sam's the guy. And I feel for Tucker, but as it relates to what's best for this team, you have to go with the guy who's been consistent and made the most of the opportunity. Yeah, I mean that's. You know, like I keep saying, you know, as I alluded to earlier, you can't make the club in the tub. And I hate saying, you know, I, I know it's like, okay, Denard, what do you mean by that? It's just, that's just the way it works. We always talk about your health is what? Your wealth in this business. If you're not healthy, you're not on the field, you're not producing, your value goes down. It happens. Unfortunately, it's a part of the game. It's inevitable. 
inevitably it will happen to players and then it gives another player an opportunity and you see in this case Tucker goes down unfortunately we don't wish anything any harm on any player but when it happens if the next guy can capitalize can make those field goals or you know it can happen to Ron we saw that with Marcus Mariota when Marcus he was supposed to be the franchise quarterback of this organization not Ryan Tannehill I mean if you want to think of it that way I mean this was the player that is supposed to be if you were some kind of analytics or a writer saying this was supposed to be our guy, but unfortunately he wasn't getting the job done. They plug Ryan in that starting quarterback pos- quarterback position, and now look, he's the starting. He's not on. He's your franchise quarterback, and that's just how it works. You either if you're not producing on the field or if you're hurt, there's no room for you on that roster. And coaches will tell you that. I mean, they would say very plain and simple. So one thing you have to do is you got to take care of your body. If you get hurt, you got to get back fast as you can because if you don't, then there's another guy waiting in the wing, and if he can come in there and a team don't lose a step, guess what? They're going to go with that guy. And we saw that the greatest player to play this game, Tom Brady. That's how he ended up getting his opportunity when Drew Bledsoe went down in 2001. Drew Bledsoe got hurt, unfortunately. Drew Bledsoe was a $100 million quarterback. Tom Brady steps in, and guess what? Look back 20 yeah. years later. Yeah, that's just the way it works. I know I shouldn't have seen the you. No, no, hate, you're good, man. You're hate good. On Brady. Hey, no, I don't hate on Brady. The, we are getting close to being out of time. We haven't really focused too much on this upcoming game against the Chicago Bears preseason finale. Do we see the Titans treat this as a dress rehearsal? Still waiting to hear on that. At this point, I, I'm kind of leaning towards you don't see any of the starters on offense once again. I think even though you do have another week off before the season starts, I think we just see the guys that they're kind of curious about filling in that back end of the 53-man roster. D, if you have any disagreements there, please feel free to speak up. But outside of that, what are you looking to see in this final preseason tune-up for the Titans? For the young guys to continue making plays, battle for position. Um, this last preseason game for a lot of players will probably be the last time they play in the National Football League. But remember this. To you guys, to the players that get released, there's 31 organizations that are looking for players. And so just remember that you put your resume, you upload your resume in this league by what you put on the field. So go out there, play lights out. You can't control some things that, you know, go on uh, in the front office. You'd have no control over that, but you can't control the way that you play. So go out there, have fun. And remember, if you get released by one organization, there's 31 other teams that are looking for players. And if you continue, for these young guys, if they continue to play lights out and to fly around like that, there'll be, there's probably a position or a place for them in this league. It might not be Tennessee. It could be San Francisco. Who knows? But just play your hardest and have fun. Enjoy the moment and embrace the process. You'll be okay. Yeah, I do think it's going to be the game where you probably get to see the best quarterback the Titans have faced this preseason in Justin Fields, a guy who's got a lot of fans behind him they're wanting him to be the starter in Chicago and right now as you look at some of the other situations it's going to be a game that's going to be on the NFL network most fans are going to be tuned into that one from a a national standpoint so good opportunity to go out and just kind of see how this Titans team looks it's also the only preseason game that we have in Nashville but that one's going to be kicking off seven o'clock eastern on the NFL network Saturday August the 28th We'll be tuned in to watch it. We'll give you a report the following week, and we'll also get into what this Titans' final 53-man roster is going to look like. And then, D, at some point, we got to 
we haven't done it yet, but we got to give season predictions. Got to be on the record for that so we can go back at the end of the year and look and be like, how dumb of a pick was that in this game and that game? But hey, that's going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans presented by Bet Online. We appreciate you listening, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.